Good day, ladies and gents. I'm Professor T, and welcome to another edition of The Business Startup Journey. Our business owners and entrepreneurs are actively learning how to start a business with little or no money and no experience. I would like to invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our podcast channel for weekly episodes. I would also like to encourage you to visit professort.montpachet.com and download our study guides. The website is listed in the channel. The study guides will be uploaded weekly and will reflect our podcast series. It's also important that you obtain your free personalized business portfolio by subscribing at the bottom of our page at professort.montpachet.com. This will give you access to the documents needed to build your personalized business portfolio. Okay, team, this has been Professor T. Approved. Well, good afternoon or good morning, ladies and gents, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Business Startup Journey. So far in our podcast series, we began with the first topic, which was the importance of starting a business. The second one was a small business is a small business for you. The third series was advantages and disadvantages of starting your business. Uh, The next one after that was turning a great idea into a successful business. And where we're at now, turning, like I said, turning the great idea into a successful business. So guys, when I'm learning about these weekly topics or increasing my knowledge about what I'm going to share with you, a lot of it is a learning experience for me, you know, and I'm, my main goal going forward is to try to incorporate some stories into the podcast series so that you get the education and you get the knowledge, but you also remain engaged. So where do great ideas come from? This is a question that poses Many, you know, ideas you generally would think comes from the brain. But to find a great idea, we have to think differently. We have to step outside of our current ideas, go outside of our current knowledge, step outside of our brain, and really cause ourselves to think, how do I find this great idea? When you're searching for this great idea, I think the best step will be involving others in the search. Um, and you'll learn why when we, when we go further down. But when you're searching and finding and locating that great idea, there are certain things that the great idea should, should include. And the first part of that is observation. Paying attention to the world around you. That is so important. Paying attention to the little details at the grocery store. Paying attention to the details at the dentist's office or your wait time and long time. So I, have, I do have a story I want to pose to you. So I took my son to the eye doctor. And when I got to the eye doctor, our appointment was scheduled for 1 p.m. When we arrived, I started paying attention because I normally pay attention to everything when we go out. And I like to pay attention to my surroundings, how people are being treated, Um, you know, their reaction, their wait times, and all that good stuff. So we arrived at the dentist's office, and we signed in. It was really modern. They had us sign in on a computer. 
signed in there and they told us to wait. Then I realized after a while that majority of the people in the waiting room were frustrated. They seemed like they kept watching their time. And as time went by, I started doing the same thing. Then I realized that our wait time, you know, to see the doctor was over an hour. So the, hour, the doctor saw us at about 1.30. You know, we checked in at 1 o'clock. He saw us at 1.30. It was more like an observation. And then they had us sit back in the waiting room again. So we waited some more. Then I realized the second wait was longer than the first wait. So now we were waiting to see the doctor was over two hours, two and a half, three hours. So at the conclusion of everything, we spent about four hours in the doctor's office. At that point, I realized this was probably not a process that I would ever want to do again. I don't like to wait that long. I'm considerate, but I don't, I don't think that they had the means and uh, the means to help everyone at that pace. And also, I noticed that they overbooked. They overbooked just to make sure that if somebody called out, that they still had the money to compensate for that, which is in a way is good for them. But for we as the consumers, it was bad. People were tired. People were falling asleep in the waiting room. People were complaining. And that is not a good look that you want to provide for yours or any other business. So paying attention to the story that I just shared with you is a way that we can say, how does observation um, play its role? Because what you're going to do is look for solutions in everything that goes around you. How could we have solved that wait time for the doctor? And that goes into the second point, problem solving, solving, identifying the issue. So I saw the issue as the wait time was way too long. And we have to find a solution for that. So my solution or my takeaway would be they either need more staff, more doctors, or you need to schedule less people to come in for meetings. So during my wait time, I did ask questions, and this is what they were saying is ask the necessary questions. So the questions I were, was asking pertaining to the wait time when the doctor would see me, you know, I was receiving the runarounds. So it gave me the impression that waiting in this waiting room was a normal thing for them. This is a practice that they did on a regular basis. So back to what I was getting at is my great idea should include observation, paying attention to the world around you, and problem solving. How can we solve the issue, find a solution, and ask the necessary questions to get where we need to go? How might may I, my idea help others? You know, and I really pay attention to that aspect of any business because my goal is to make sure that whatever I do on a daily basis in the workforce, in the business field, is that I am helping others. I'm helping my clients. I'm helping you guys by providing you this, with this podcast series. But that is my initial goal, and that brings me satisfi satisfaction. Sorry. <laughs> so now that we have a simple idea of what my great idea should include and what a great idea is, the next part that we really, really want to push is what are you trying to accomplish? And you have to ask yourself, with my great idea, what am I trying to accomplish? Hmm. Well, we all know that we're trying to make money, profit, and profit works equals business. So if we develop our business, then we'll get profit. 
So if we go through the channels of making sure that everything is in place, all of our T's are crossed and our, our I's are dots, then we will get business. We'll talk more about how you can get business on a later series, but just keep that in mind. And then we got to also know that if we are starting a business and we're not gaining profit, then we're not an actual business as of yet. We are still in the hobby mode. And the goal is to translate or, or grow and develop from the hobby mode into a business mode. So that's initially what we're trying to accomplish. One, we're trying to generate profit. Two, we're trying to become a business so we are no longer a hobby. The next part of this tutorial or lecture is great ideas should lead to the following. What should they lead to? What should, where should we end up with our great idea? We should end up with a worthwhile business idea. So your idea should grow organically into a business idea. So that is an issue go right there. And it should also lead to money, ways to make money, different ways that you can generate revenue so that your business is profitable. And then um, most of all, your business should have some type of fun component in it. You should make sure that you're having fun every day in your business. Even when you're actually doing the hard work, it should still, still include a fun aspect to it. So you can enjoy your job and enjoy the work that you're doing. The next topic is discovering your skill set. So when we initially try to find our skill set or what we're good at and what drives us, we need to rely on our personal skills and stay away from personal passion. And what I mean by that is your skills. Are, are you a good writer? Are you a good speaker? Are you a good dancer? Those could be your skill sets. Also, they could also be your passion. I'm a good writer. I write because it's my passion. I'm a good dancer uh, because that's my passion. So when you're making decisions, um, discovering your skill set to create an idea, you have to stay away from personal personal passion. And what I mean by that is when I'm deciding on a business tactic, I shouldn't do everything because I'm good at it and that's my passion and that's what I want to do. I should say, okay, the business aspect of this is if I go left or if I go right, left will lead me down this way, right will lead me down that. If right is more a passionate decision and left is more a tactical position, I would encourage you to take the road traveled. And that'll stay away from your personal passion and go towards that direction. We are all experts at something. So I want you to get that into your mind. I am an expert at whatever it is I'm trying to develop as a business. So I got to keep that in mind. And I got to make sure that I live up to that expectation. So I need to be out there learning something more, developing something more, so that I can continue to feel, act, and play the role as an expert. And again, like I said, if you do not think you're an expert, study to show your self-approval. Read the books necessary. Go to whatever conferences there is. And also just whatever it needs you need to do to make yourself more professional, take the road. Take that road. It'll pay off later in, the, later in life. So right now, let me throw something in there. To keep up on my skills, I always tell um, some of my colleagues that I read three books on one topic and I always read the three books on one topic to make sure that one person's theory is not conflicting with the other. And that gives me a good takeaway. And I'll take from those three, 
three topics or those three books and I pull it together to create something that reflects more of what I am. And then that's how I end up bringing the, you these different podcasts on these different topics. Okay, guys. So just to let you know, um, if you're following me in the PDF or uh, the download, the study guide, <laughs> the downloaded study guide, just so you know, all this is coming up the study guide. We're going piece by piece down the study guide. So at the bottom, I believe it's the first page, there's a course assignment. And I think it's really important that you do this course assignment and place it in your business portfolio. Okay. So I want you to do this course assignment that's listed on the paper and then turn it into your business portfolio. Post, put it in there. Nobody else is going to see it. That business portfolio is there for you to develop and for you to reflect and rely on later in life so that you have a standpoint of where your business is going. So the course assignment, I'm asking you guys to make a list of everything you know how to do. Everything. All the things that you feel you're good at or you know how to do. A minimum of 10 items. If you have more, go for it. Go as far as you want. But let's start with the 10 items. Things you learned as a youth. I want you to look for things that you've learned when you were a child. I want you to look for things you learned when you were in grade school and things that you've learned when you were in college and in a university or a university. Either or. Um, also rely on things you worked in the, in the workforce and things that come natural to you. So rely on all those things to create that list of the, everything that you know how to do. So now, after you do that first part of the list, I want you to ask yourself, how could you uniquely apply these skills into your business? So I'm going to take these skills that I've already put on the paper, and I'm going to say, how can I apply them to the business? Consider the differences of a traditional career. So do not rely on what have you already learned in your career to, make this, to answer this question. This question needs to come from the heart, and it needs to be answered from you individually. How could you uniquely apply these skills into the business? Consider the differences of a traditional career. All right. So like it says on the paper, complete the assignment on a separate page and include it into your business portfolio. So keep in mind, it needs to be in your business portfolio. So guys, let's take a, take a breath right here because sometimes I feel like I, I could just keep going and talk and talk, but I want to make sure that I'm giving you time to catch up whatever is going on. And if you need to pause the podcast, pause it, do what you need to do, and, you know, come back to it. So let's take a breath. <sighs> a strategy that I learned when I was in college, I had a professor who always told us before we start our daily tasks, breathe in and breathe out, allowing fresh air to come into your lungs and then coming out as well. So that's what I know on that one. Okay, so since I took us off topic, let's get back on topic. Remember, it's, your topic is turning a great idea into a successful business. If you, doesn't, if you haven't done so already, uh, go to my website, professort.monfichet.com, and download the study guide so you can follow uh, the topics that we're talking about. So turning a great idea into your successful business. The next part is um, great ideas evolve over time in order to survive. So great ideas evolve over time in order to survive. Now, guys, sometimes I, I talk a little fast, so in my head I'm trying to slow it down to make sure that you guys are grasping everything, but I do apologize if I stumble over any words. I, I, I'm reading, reading it and remembering it, and it's just jumbling all up in my head, and I'm just spewing it out. So I'll take a deep breath again. <sighs> all right. 
So great ideas evolve in order to survive. So, hmm, a great idea has to evolve over time, meaning it has to change over time in order for it to survive, in order for it not to die. So a great idea has to change over time in order to, to live. Okay, let's go with that. So great ideas become innovations. So what you do is you start with that idea, it evolves into a business idea, and then it evolves into innovation. And that innovation is the process that most of you guys are in right now as business owners. You've taken that idea, or you have the idea, or you're even developing that idea. And you're evolving it over time and creating an innovative process that's a part of it. And this also, uh, a lot of people are, are including diversity or empowering diversity to, diversity to be a part of the evolution process of their great idea. Use your idea in several different ways. So once you obtain an idea, testing it is using it. How can this uh, idea really benefit me? Using it in your day-to-day life, using the idea at church, school, or work. And also, use it at work, um, organizations, and clubs. That's a good test point to see how the idea is reflective. And you know, how other people are receiving it, what they think about it. Is it a growth option, or is it something that you need to change, or something you don't want to do? Um, Use what you've learned in your great idea. Use it every day and make it unique. Make that idea. Take that idea you have started, create an aspect of it to make it unique, and test it. Test it on the areas that we just discussed. All right, guys. So moving along in our studies, the next uh, area is observation as a skill set. And we're learning how to master this. So to be able to master observation, we have to be able to identify opportunities everywhere we go. And not only in the home, I'm talking more so when you're out in your community, when you're at church, school, work, like the one I was telling you earlier, or anywhere else. Observe opportunities, meaning observe problems that you see that may need a solution. And that is the beginning to building to your skill set as observation. Also, Include yourself into your field of interest. Now, so for an example, if you have decided that you are going to be going to the fashion clothing making and opening a bathing suit store, you would uh, read articles daily that involved bathing suits. You would uh, check out blogs on a daily basis to make sure that you're up to date on that. And these skills and things I'm telling you help you to become an expert. So you're going to read newspapers, blogs, articles, just reading anything that will make sure that you keep yourself as an influencer and an expert in your area of expertise. So when you're developing skills to initially search for ideas by using the skills we were telling you earlier, you need to make that habit to be consistent, and it needs to happen on a regular basis. So searching for ideas is not a one-time thing. You got to make sure that you're doing it daily. You're doing it consistently. And it needs to become a habit, a habit of yours, right? Um, And cannot limit them to uh, um, occasional meetings when you meet with different people and people of interest. Don't limit it there. Do not limit that to discussions. And when when I say these limitations, I'm saying don't limit the search. Your ideas that you've Develop during these searches. Do not limit them in any occasion. You know, 
Think of them more than a monthly brainstorm, brainstorming session. Make sure it's something that happens on a regular basis. All right, so I have five habits um, that I want to include. These habits will help you look for or help you in the search for your great idea on a daily basis. So I want to briefly go through them and um, really make sure that they can help you. Um, the first habit, step one, is just as we spoke about, is for the search for great ideas. Ideas come to those who search for them, so you got to make sure that you're committed to the search. Once you start the search for your great idea, it becomes success. Your search is success. Despite what the ideas are, what you generate, you are in the first stage of su success. So congratulations on that. Create your own habits for searching. Create your own search habits is what I'm trying to say. Don't rely on someone else's pattern. You create that pattern. Um, because these habits lead to innovation, innovation. So your great idea leads to innovation. So make sure you create search habits that are beneficial for you. No one else but you. Number two, keep your eyes open and write it down. Observe the world around you. I can't say that enough. Observe everything that's going on. Record it. Now, that's another thing I didn't mention earlier. Recording, meaning record it on your phone. Um, either write it down or write it into a notepad that's in your phones. Um, but you have to track the things you've seen and heard. So when you're out there in the, in, the, um, in the public and you see something or hear something, track it by writing it down in your notepad on your phone. And make sure that these are daily notes. Make sure that when your eyes are open and you're writing things down, you're looking for ideas that improve your service. Because that's the whole goal is to make sure that we're pro providing a service that's so different from everybody else that it becomes unique. So we have to observe others, find ways we can improve the service that they're providing uh, so that makes it unique to us. And also, pay attention to your personal experiences. When you're out in the grocery store, when you're at doctor's appointments, when you're shopping and whatever else it is, pay attention to your personal experience. How a person makes you feel will go a long way. So we want to make sure that you're paying attention to how another person makes you feel. The third idea is um, third-party feedback, receiving critiques and criticisms from a third party. So you need to make sure that when you're choosing that third party, that is strategic, someone that you trust to give you back information or someone just in general, just so you know how the average person will respond to it. And when you're doing that, um, share these ideas. Share the several ideas you may have. Create several prototypes, meaning create different ideas that you want to test and see what it is and see how they perceive it. And this will tell you whether you should continue with it or if you should just uh, put it to lay that to rest and change it or change it or change it into another way or function. If another person can evaluate your idea, it becomes innovation. So once you get someone to listen to what you say, if they can evaluate and give you strong feedback, then you know that you are now emerged in innovation. The conversations you're having with these innovations, sorry, the conversations you're having with these individuals, they can help you. They can help you in the development of your ideas, and they can help you in the direction of where you want to go. And also, it can give you, it, it gives you a secondhand look, or, and you tell yourself, wow, should I include this or should I not include this? And what should I do next? The fourth part of this study or these uh, areas, is called self-observation. 
the ability to observe yourself. Look in the mirror, have a conversation with yourself, and ask yourself, you ask yourself, am I genuinely interested in the work that I'm doing? And you have to be really honest with yourself because the inner you knows the, knows the answer. And are you generally interested in, in the other people's work that's in this industry? And again, the inner you will have the real answer to these questions. After you answer those two scenarios, you need to be aware of your own experience. And you need to be aware and alert to your desires and frustrations. What makes you happy, what makes you passionate, and what just causes you frustration. Be aware of that. And then ask yourself, is my search happening on a regular basis rather than I'm just doing it every now and then? Because you have to be committed to the search. Sometimes a great search puts you in the line of fire, and you have to be able and willing to do that. Because sometimes people won't like the questions that you ask, or they might not like that you're being a little snoopy, is what I call it, or nosy in observing their facility while you're there. You know, from the little, little thing of the bathroom or how they handle your food in a food place. You know, you have to be ready to put yourself in the line of fire to obtain that great idea. So guys, I want to really thank you all for tuning in today and listening to our topic, which is turning a great idea into a successful business. It's very pertinent into the next step where we're going next week. Um, and that's going to be, it's going to be niche building. So we'll be discussing our niche on our next podcast, but please make sure you listen to the other series that were here before, because they're going to help you in guiding you down the next step, because this is all a process. You know, my goal is to make sure that I'm helping you build a solid foundation for your business. And the only way we're going to do that is if we do the homework, download the uh, personalized business portfolio. Uh, there's information already in there and you're adding information to into that binder. Every time we proceed on with these, with these different um, podcast series. So I'll let you go now, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Professor T, and this is Professor T Approved.